Good morning, everyone. Uh, before we begin, did anyone do this move as they were coming in? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happened to me. And so uh, I thank God I didn't make it all the way down because I think my confidence would have been thrown out the window. Um, I wanted to keep the tradition going, I guess, for the uh, Oli and Lena jokes for Pastor Brian. I know I appreciate them. Uh, however, I couldn't find a good joke. Uh, actually, what I ended up doing was I, I ran into Oli and Lena. Um, yeah, as you can see. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I'm not sorry. Uh, no, so I ran into Oli and Lena, and I, and I said, uh, Oli, you know, what, what do we got to do uh, to get you to come to church? I, I invited him to church for the first time. And Oli said, uh, you know, that, that's, that's never going to happen. I'm telling you right now, it is never going to happen. You're never going to see me there. I said, gosh, well, why not? He said, well, it's just, I can't, I can't get up in the morning. I can't do it. I, I never have been able to, and I, I won't be able to do it. I said, well, what's, uh, what's the problem? Do you, uh, do you wake up grumpy? He said, oh, no, I never wake her up. <laughs> Does that work? That's a good one. Okay, so we're going to continue with this series our uh, identity series. <clears throat> We're going to begin in Romans uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Before I read that, I just want to real quick uh, say something about this series. We, uh, Pastor Brian, Chris, and I have been working hard on this because we feel uh, this identity series is very important to believers, to non-believers, to believers who haven't embraced these identities yet. These are very important to know because if you're going to walk in Christ, you need to know how he sees you. And um, there's a lot of this, yeah, I can walk in Christ, but when it gets to some ways how he sees me, I don't really grasp onto that because there's a bunch of reasons. You listen to the world, you listen to the accuser. And so we we hope to to clear them up for you. So Romans 8, 1 through 4. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it is weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Father, please bless today's message. Please give us your presence today. Uh, calm my nerves today. Father God, I, I don't rely on myself. I rely completely on you. Please give me the, the gift of teaching and speaking. Um, th- this identity is so important, Father God, and we just we want to bring clarity to that. Um, please open our hearts, our minds, and our ears so that we can receive your message, Father God. We just want to share victory in your name. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the identity that we're going to go over today, in case you missed it, is I am free from condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now there's a reason why I picked this one. Quite frankly, it's one of my favorite ones, and it's a big one. Just to go back to what Pastor Brian was talking about last week, about being an alien to the world. There's a reason why you are not to be of this world. You see, the world wants to condemn you. The world wants to hold everything you did over your head. 
Maybe they might to your face say they forgive you, but they expect you to pay for it. You're never really fully forgiven. So to be free from condemnation completely makes you an alien to this world, at least how they see you. You see, understanding and embracing this identity for some of you will give you peace. I know that was certainly the case for me. I'd say up until I was about 24, I lost a lot of sleep because I didn't understand this yet. You see, believing in Christ uh, was the easy part for me. I, I never had any issue with that. But I used to find myself many nights just laying there and thinking to myself, man, if I went right now, if I go right now, where am I going to go? I still feel condemned. I still feel like I have to answer for everything I did. I was so worried about facing the, the Almighty for everything I've ever done, for every sin I committed, for every uh, bad word that I'd uttered, for every foul thing that was in my heart. I was being consumed by guilt, and I was terrified of dying. Why? Well, because the enemy is the accuser, and you better believe it, he was accusing me of everything I've ever done, and he'll do that. He knows everything you did, and he's going to throw it in your face. He's going to be ruthless. He's not going to quit. But here's some good news. He can't go that far. He has to stop at the cross. Amen. There is no condemnation for those who walk in the Spirit. So don't give in to his lies uh, that you haven't been forgiven. The other reason why I was terrified of dying is because I hadn't accepted this identity yet. I hadn't accepted how Christ saw me. And I want to tell you this morning, when you start looking at yourself, how God sees you, you're going to experience so much peace, so much hope, so much love. And after I finally accepted this identity of, of uh, being free from condemnation, <laughs> I want you to know, uh, do, do you think that I, I'm up anymore worrying about where, where I'm going? No. No. I refuse. I absolutely refuse to fall for the enemy's lies anymore and to, to worry about something like that like w when I'm going to die I'll, I'll tell you right now uh, if I leave this building um, and you don't ever see me again don't be sad for me don't waste two seconds being sad for me in fact uh, I don't know how it's possible but if I found out today was my last day you know what I'd say see you later alligator <laughs> I would I'm going home uh, I'm finally getting rid of this filthy stuff I'm getting a big promotion you know, the other day, my dad, uh, we were at work, and he asked me, you know, does this, does this whole salvation thing, does it hit you harder some days more, more than others? Absolutely. Most days, see, I go around, and, and I thank God for, uh, for everything he's done for me, and I try to wrap my tiny little mind around uh, why he would do that, and I thank him for, for how he saved a filthy sinner like me. But then there's also days where it hits way harder. For instance, I was reading an article online. Uh, probably about a month ago, it was about this young lady who, uh, she entered the, the film industry. And when this industry was done with her, they, they chewed her up and they spit her out. They had no more use for her. And it wasn't long that she wound up deep into drugs. And of course, it wasn't long that followed after that. She was so down and out, she took her own life. Those are the days where it's hard. Because I read that, and all I can think is that, that poor soul. That poor, lost soul. It appears she, she experienced no love or compassion in this life. And if she left the world without Christ in her heart, that really hits hard. I don't enjoy seeing anyone who doesn't know Christ. Here's my point. Embracing this identity is so powerful because 
It not only changes how you see yourself, it changes how you see others. At least it should. You should have a burden for souls. And maybe that change won't happen overnight. I get that. Because being a Christian is, is hard. There's a, there's a bit of a learning curve. But if you're really spending time in the, the word and with Christ, you'll realize that when he says you are free from condemnation, buddy, you really are. And it's then when you realize, well, well wait a second. If, if, uh, if God really says I'm free from condemnation because I walk in the spirit, so then everyone else, so are they. Do you get what I'm saying? It's hard to accept uh, that you yourself can be free. That is hard. Maybe for some people it was for me. But when you have to look at somebody else and you know their past and you can't help but think about it, you have to realize that they're still free from condemnation too. And we struggle with that one. We want to keep pointing out someone's mistakes and bringing up their past uh, as, if, as if we feel you know, they, they need to make it right with us. You need to get forgiveness from me. Uh, they don't deserve this or that. We can get really high and mighty really quick, can't we? If you look at James 4.12, there is only one lawgiver and judge. He is able to save and destroy, but who are you to judge your neighbor? We have no authority to be someone's judge. There's only one judge, and that's the Almighty. So if we see someone who is in Christ and they're struggling, approach them. Doing everything in love, as it says in in 1 Corinthians 16. Not judging, trying to figure out why they did what they did. That's not even the issue. You see, the the immature Christian looks at someone covered in sin and and thinks to themselves, well, I'm not like that. You see, I'm better than this person because I don't do that. I don't struggle with what they do. You're no better than the Pharisee. In Luke 18, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. We do that, don't we? I look good on the outside. Thank God I'm not like that joker. You really need to be praying for yourself because you are dirty on the inside. It doesn't matter on the outside. And I I don't want you to easily dismiss someone again when you think, why would they do what they did? That's not the issue. In fact, I'm telling you right now, you have no idea what you would do in some certain situations. Faced with the trials and temptations some people get faced with, you have no idea what you would do. So when I say some days hit harder than others, it's stuff like that. When you see someone who is free from condemnation and yet they're still struggling, you don't gloat. You don't get joy from that. Instead, you you see someone who, who is in the spirit and they're struggling and you think, that could be me. That could be you. See, you're only really ever a a, a few bad decisions from being right where they are. That could be me. You still don't think that could happen to you? You think, I I got a grip on on, on everything. I'm I'm not going to fall that short. Take a look at Luke 22. There's some good preaching going on in Luke Luke 22. You know who's doing it? A rooster. He had something to say, and Peter heard it loud and clear. You see, earlier, Peter was telling Jesus, you know, uh, I'm not going to deny you. That would, that would never happen. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm ready to follow you to prison, even to death. I got your back. There, there's no way I'm going to fail you. And Jesus tells him, you will deny me three times. So here you have an individual who thinks to themselves, man, I got this. I'm not going to fail. I'm not, I'm not going to be like someone else that, that, that denies Christ. And we know how that went. Luke 22 And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. 
that, that, that gaze, I'm trying to imagine that. I, when I read that, I got up off the couch, and I had to run in and, and tell my wife. I said, could you imagine? Could you imagine denying Christ three times? And you look over, and you lock eyes with him. And it says, and Peter remembered the word. Yeah. I bet when he locked eyes, his memory was jogged real good. Because then he had to look back and remember when he told him, you will deny me three times. And I bet that look hurt. And it did. Peter went out and wept bitterly. He knew what he had done. I'm not trying to scare anyone. It's easy to slip up. We need to start looking at each other the way God sees us, not how the world sees us. The world can be cruel. Can it? But we're not off the hook. The church can be brutal too. Sometimes we can chew up one of our own pretty good and drag them through the mud. You look at Zechariah 13, 6, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Let that sink in for a moment. Where did he get the wounds in his hands? From the house of his friends. Sometimes we can be so cruel to our own brothers and sisters. When I read that, I couldn't help but think of uh, poor old Lazarus laying there outside the gate of the rich man's house, and Lazarus wasn't getting any attention. No one was showing him anything. And he wasn't getting anything from the rich man, who, who I consider to be religious. I do consider the rich man to be religious because when he died, he called out to Father Abraham. He knew of Moses. Yeah, he was religious intellectually, and yet he wouldn't help this poor man. Instead, the only thing that would help Lazarus was the dogs licking his wounds. Now, I don't know if you know this, how the Bible looks at dogs, but it's entirely different how we look at dogs now. Do dogs are our, our best friend now, and, uh, and I get that. I, I love our little dog. Dogs are awesome. They're smart. They can speak English, Spanish, French, Russian. <laughs> I mean, I love them. But the Bible... When they talk about dogs, they, they talk about them as something low, unclean. And that's the only thing that was showing Lazarus affection. <clears throat> My point is this. Sometimes the church fails so bad, people would rather go out into the world and be loved by something unclean and low. I don't want to do that. Let's, let's not do that. Let's help each other out. You, you can get along. You can do it. And, and I know... <laughs> You don't have to condone sin, but you can get along. And I know that might be a struggle for some. I, I know you might think to yourself, well, I can't do that. I, I'm too real. I keep it real. I, you know, if someone has to be called out, I'm going to do it. I can't act. Well, you can do it. Have, have, uh, have ever, any of you ever answered a telephone? Right? Oh, who's calling me now? I don't want to talk. Oh, not him. Hello? <laughs> right? <laughs> You, you can do it. Stop looking down on someone's faults and sins and help them out. We're not the judge. I'll tell you this. One day you will stand before the judge. And are you ready for that? Does the thought of that scare you or concern you? If it does, you might be asking yourself, what, you know, what do I need to do? How, do? how do I prepare for that? Well, you could take the world's advice, which is, is uh, you know, you do you. Just try your best. You know, God, God wouldn't condemn someone he, he loves. Just uh, follow your own heart. Now, this might sound crazy, but hear me out. You cannot follow your own heart. 
Paul said in Philippians 3, I have no confidence in the flesh. Your own heart can convince you of some pretty wild lies. If you don't believe me, take a look at society. It, it, it almost happened overnight. People don't know which bathroom to go into anymore. And, and I don't say that to, to be funny. That's, you can convince yourself of some really wild lies. Okay, so you don't take the world's advice. Well, what about religion? Well, religion will tell you, you know, you need to clean up your act. You've got to get right. You've got to do this and you've got to do that. Well, you can go ahead and clean up your own act on your own. You can try that. Good luck. None of these things are going to pay that debt you owe, though. And what's that debt? Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That seems severe, so immediately you think to yourself, well, how do I pay that debt? Well, just finish the verse there. But, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Whew, I love that. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Is he your Lord? Is he your Lord? Everyone wants a Savior, not everyone wants a Lord. What do I mean by that? Well, everyone has a Savior. Some, some people's Savior is, is their money, is their status, is their education. Or maybe it's all the, the wonderful, good, thoughtful deeds they do. But you need Lord Jesus to cover that debt. Now, all those things are fine. But the wages of sin is death. And thank God he sent his son so that, so that his death could pay for our sins. It was his perfect, innocent blood that pays for it all. That's what I came here to tell you to today, was uh, that this was my favorite identity. Now, I got a bunch of identities. You could call me a bunch of things. <laughs> you could call me uh, guilty. I'm definitely not innocent. Am I guilty? Yes. Will I stand before the great seat of a judge? Yes. Does the enemy have rights over me? Not anymore. See, because I am washed in the blood of Christ, and I accept his perfect work, and he, he has paid my debt. Therefore, I belong to him, and I am forever, forever free from condemnation. Are you? Are you free? If you haven't accepted Christ, then you are not yet free, and you will stand before the judge and be required to pay. Here's the kind of judge we have, though. If you came through those doors this morning, and, and you weren't free yet, you can leave, and what, an hour later? And you can absolutely be free from condemnation. That's the kind of God we serve. Um, I'd very much like to encourage you, if you have not accepted Christ yet, to uh, find me after, find someone after. We, we'd love to, to pray with you and lead you to Christ. Uh, you can come running up right now. I don't care. Don't let these people scare you. <laughs> uh, even if you are saved and you, you were like me and you struggle with this identity, if uh, you still feel like you are condemned, even though you're walking with Christ, if the enemy keeps accusing you and you believe his lies, I'd really, I'd really love to pray for that as well. Don't, don't believe the accuser. If you walk in the spirit, you are free. And that's that. I'd like to close on Romans 8, 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, man, one, one more time. Nor height, 
nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whew. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for giving us another day. Thank you so much for sending your son to cover our, our debt. Father God, what an amazing thing to, to know we can be free from condemnation. Father God, if anyone is struggling with that right now, please work on their heart immediately. That one can, can take many hours of sleep, and it can put a lot of stress on the individual. Father God, and if you say we are free, then we are absolutely free. And I just pray that we, we start embracing that and living that and seeing our brothers and sisters the same way that you do, Father God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.